You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and MERPS. Welcome to the Light Forge Podcast. This is Adwika. This is MERPS. Hello, hello. Uh, we got an event to talk about. This came out of nowhere, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were totally out of nowhere. Yes. So what happened uh, earlier this week, they just made a blog post, made an announcement. Hey, an event's coming up. When? Today. Now. So this dropped, uh, I believe it was Monday, right? It was like Mm -hmm. right on Monday. And we got Taverns of Time back in Arena. If you guys don't remember, this happened quite a few years ago. It was a pretty cool event. Look, people complained about Cavern Dreamers back then. Good thing that that doesn't happen anymore. But it was one of those events in which uh, was really unique because it was just for Arena. You didn't see these cards in Constructed. So back then it was like, wait, 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 people are paying attention to Arena. You're having a a strictly Arena event. Really cool. Um, I'm not really shocked that they brought it back just because there is more of a focus on Arena. Some people say it's popping off. I, I, I don't know why. But... It would make sense to kind of use these old assets, shake them up a bit, and throw them back in, and that's exactly what we got. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of exciting. Uh, we're always scared when Taverns of Time comes back because Taverns of Time was a pretty terrible meta um, overall back in the day because of a card uh, that I'm sure the old school arena players here will remember, and so will the new people because that card was called Cavern Dreamer. And Cavern Dreamer was a mage card that was 1 mana, 1, 3. Uh, sorry, 2 mana, 1, 3. And it said, at the end of your turn, add a random spell that costs 2 or less to your hand. So what happened was people would play it, they would get a spell, it would already be worth it. And then if you can't remove 3 health on turn 2 immediately, which back in the day you really couldn't the vast majority of times. And even today you can't most of the time. Um, then it just stays around, and then they have small spells, which are usually very high tempo, to then use to protect the Cavern Dreamer, and the Cavern Dreamer never dies and the mage wins. So, um, that was a bad meta for for most people, uh, especially skilled players, and uh, we're a little, you know, once I heard Taverns of Time, I'm like, hmm, I I, I wonder if Dreamers is going to be okay in this meta, because, well, the skill, the not skill level, the uh, the power level of all the cards have gone up, right? So maybe Cavern Dreamer is not as ridiculous as it used to be. Um, and we never got to find out, because they buffed Cavern Dreamer by making it one mana, one four, instead of a two mana, one three. So now it is the highest statted one mana card in existence, gives you a free card immediately upon playing, and if you don't get rid of the four health immediately, it keeps repeatedly giving you that card. It is the most busted thing. It, it, it's so hilarious, because they buffed a lot of the Taverns of Time cards, as they should, right? What uh, what they definitely shouldn't do is bring back an event with ex- with exclusive cards from I think it's like four years ago at this point I, I forget how many years ago uh, and expect them to do exactly the same thing which is you know have the same effect so buffing is good Cavern Dreamer just stands out as this anomaly um, it, it, it's it's just like a LeBron James in a gym full of YMCA's uh, like it, it, it pretty crazy but 
we can go through all of the changes. This is also something that Blizzard didn't just push out. Matt London, others are kind of, you know, they talked about it. Um, they said that, you know, once again, this goes along with what they've been saying along. They want a little bit more focus on Arena. Uh, they are looking at Discover and additional things as well, and they want to put this out. It's all good. I mean, look, Cavern Dreamers isn't a great situation, but it's cool that we have one of these events and we, we, mm. we can talk about all of these new cards because yeah. I like a lot of these changes. It's yeah, just Cavern we'll, Dreamers. We'll talk about well, we'll talk about the new cards and the buffs. The Cavern Dreamer isn't the only one that's kind of OP, but it is like by far the most OP ridiculous one. And it's just so nonsensically OP that they had to have messed up. Like, this has to be, like, it should never be one mana. Like, they just, they wanted to make it a 1-4, and then someone messed up, and then it is now a 1-mana one 1-4 one instead of keeping it at a 2-mana 1-4. That, that just has to be. Because you, you, you can't be, like, as someone who looks at it and thinks about it for more than, like, 5 seconds and, you know, knows anything about the arena, nobody can think this is even within the world of a possible tiny, tiny, tiny idea of a good idea. Like, there's just no way. Like, it, it doesn't... This is beyond the possibility of, like, you know, devs being not good at the game, right? Like, e even if they were, like, not the best at balancing or not the best at knowing what's going on. And this team seems like it's fine. I'm not saying they're bad. Um, but this just is so out there that it has to be a mistake. Like, someone put a 1 instead of a 2. Um, and so I assume it'll get fixed quick enough. Uh, I don't know when, um, but um, yeah, we're, we're, we're in a... The thing that accompanied this change, and we'll talk about afterwards. First, we'll go over all the cards. But the thing that accompanied the change is a reduction in Colossal and Discover offering rates. And that's going to have a huge impact. So you might think, oh, you know, Keck W, this is a terrible meta. I'm not going to play in it because of Cavern Dreamers. But it's actually a pretty good meta right now from what I've seen. And that's not because of Taverns of Time, that's despite Taverns of Time. It's because of this gigantic reduction of Discover and Colossals that World was pushed out, which we'll talk about afterwards. Let's talk about the new cards first, because um, it seems like this will be here a while, maybe all the way through until the next expansion launches. And we have a date for the next expansion launch too, by the way, which is August 2nd. So, you know, uh, get excited for that, which means our card valuation stream will be July 31st. And I will try my best not to be super jet lagged, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, so, yeah, uh, Taverns of Time. Let's, let's go through it. Let's talk about the uh, neutral cards first. All right. Uh, yeah. how, how do you want to do this? Because we need to look at two things at once. So do you want to be the changes person and I read, like, what it does. Yes, okay, <laughs> I'll be the okay, changes okay, person. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. And chat, chat, please catch us if we miss something, because this is kind of a weird... There's no one place, by the way, where you can find all these cards and how they're buffed. There's a list of buffs, and then there is a list of, uh, I mean, the old, like, cards that are is in the wiki. I will say, it, it does seem like the wiki has at least some no no the, the wiki changed everything oh the wiki buffed everything yeah. already yeah oh wiki good did. wiki good wiki. good wiki 
All right. Well, in that case, uh, let's just start. Uh, first one is Infinite uh, Infinity uh, Murloc. Infinite, infinite Murloc. Not infinity. Infinite. Oh, Infinity has a Y. Fine. Infinite Murloc. Battle is a one mana two two. Battle cry. Shuffle an Infinite Murloc into your deck. Your future Infinite Murloc get plus one plus one. Um, you know, one mana two two. Good card. It's nice. Yeah. Like a battle mage. Do you uh, actually want to go through everything, or just uh, what we think are the important ones? Because I think some are obviously. Yeah, let's just go through it. It'll be really cards. quick. There's not that many cards. Right. Two mana. Next one, temporal anomaly. Two mana, two three. Uh, when you draw this, add a random spell to your hand from your class. Um, so obviously, very good. It's a croc, and then it gets you a random spell. Uh, three, the next is a uh, three mana timeline witness. Three mana, two, four. Instead of drawing your normal card each turn, discover a card from your deck. What do you think about that, Murps? The first interesting card. Um, the, the real problem I see with timeline witness, and here's the thing like, okay, I've played like one run since this has come out. I have watched a lot of it, alright? I'm, like, watching a lot more Arena than playing it, because, let's face it, that's just the smart move nowadays. Like, I get <laughs> less frustrated. I still get a decent sense of the meta. Um, that 2-4 that just definitely hurts. Uh, and discovering a card is nice, but, like, deck quality is pretty high nowadays. I don't know. Like, I haven't been that impressed with the uh, Timeline Witness, but that's that's me. Yeah, um, I, from what I've uh, experienced in the arena, I streamed on Friday night, so I got in a couple runs there, and they were good. I actually, I don't mind this meta, surprisingly, um, but uh, the Timeline Witness is not a great card. It is a okay card. 3 mana, 2, 4 doesn't do anything unless it lives, and oftentimes won't live, and even if it does live, you get what, like a, a, a free um, a tracking, essentially. Like, it's fine, but you're giving up a stat for that. And it's probably not going to live for a very long time, being only at four health. So, don't don't like value this one too highly. Um, it's also interesting that we don't have HS replay for any of these cards because they're not cards according to <laughs> HS replay. Uh, so um, you know the, you can't you can't really look at uh, uh, win rates yet, at least. Part of the problem um, with a lot of these bad or like mediocre taverns of time cards is that you really don't see them that often and uh th th this was like a twitter thread as well where um they asked i i forget if it was matt or if it was someone else um it's like hey i don't really see taverns of time cards like what's up with that really um, yeah you're so you're expected to see like three cards you might not pick all of them but you're expected to like see oh my three, god i, I see believe. them all the time really you're expected to see three i must have been getting i like i was offered 10 times per draft taverns of time cards like i guess i rolled high on both times i mean not really high these cards are not all like they're mostly not that good um, but yeah, I got a lot of times of time offerings and I saw a lot, I faced a lot of these too. Like, I think you did, you could definitely feel it in the game. Like when you're playing, uh, it's, you, you see these cards around, like people are picking them, whether it's the right choice or not to pick them is a different story, but people are picking them. Yeah. So I, I will say a lot of them are pretty decent. There are some in which you don't want, like just kind of period. Uh, but there's also some that are just like, okay, like that's just really good, right? Like. 
uh, especially some of the class ones. We talked about Cavern Dreamer, but then there's like Chrono Shot, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's that's just like buffed sap. <laughs> uh, that's that's incredible. Um, so there are some really really good ones, and yeah, there's some like not so great ones as well. Um, but it does make it a situation where I, I think some people, because this is a limited time event, they want it to be more Taverns of Time esque. Uh, and that's not really the case. Um, you know, it's not the Taverns of Time meta. It is a meta that just happens to have yes. a, a few extra cards in it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that's good. You don't yeah. want it to be a Taverns of Time meta. It's a crappy, crappy set that's like focused on RNG and doing weird stuff. As a good arena player, you don't want this set in to be seen that often. You don't want them to buff these cards. Like, these cards are about as buffed as you can take. If they buff them even more and they actually get picked at the level of something like Gangplank or whatever, it's going to be an awful meta. So, um, I, I think you see, like, these cards about ten times per draft, and you probably draft them about three times because they're kind of like average cards in your deck. Like, I think they did a pretty good job of, uh, of changing um, the stats around and the mana costs around for these cards to make them essentially the average card in an arena uh, deck. And, uh, and so you're going to draft them sometimes, but not like super frequently when you see them. Um, so it does, like when you're drafting, it really does feel like a Taverns of Time meta. Um, in the actual game, they're just support because they're not your best cards for the most part. So the next card is a four drop. Uh, possibly, these are all neutral. Uh, possibility Seeker. It's a 4-mana four 4-6 four, dragon. That's right, a 4-mana four 4-6 dragon. Battle cry, shuffle your hand into your deck, draw that many cards. So you may think, 4-mana four 4-6, four, totally busted. It's not. 4-mana <laughs> four 4-6s four, are just, like, the meta has gotten so, like, the card quality has gotten so high that a 4-mana four 4-6 four, is really not all that great. Like, it's, it's really good, but it's not, like, like, this would not be an A-tier card. Which is... A very like it's a terrible thing to say, but a four mana four six dragon is not a A tier card. This is just like a B tier card. And the shuffle hand into your deck could be used as a positive, but if you're playing it on curve, you're probably using it as a negative because you probably already played your small cards and you want your big cards. You may already have a five drop that you've saved up, and instead you're ditching it. Like I had this card in my deck, and the vast majority of times, the shuffle your a hand into your deck ability was a negative rather than a positive. Um, that doesn't mean this is worse than a Yeti. This is better than a Yeti. The format of 4-6 is still really well, good. Well, yeah, it's m much better still. Like, yeah, but yes. it's not like a broken <laughs> neutral card. Like, in case people were still thinking. Like, tempo is very important right now. We went over this uh, last week. Um, and that hasn't changed. But even with tempo being that important, this is not like a busted neutral card at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, from what I've seen, it's quite good. Like, uh... I don't understand why it still has to have like a dragon tag on top of it and I think a decent amount of time you just you're able to turn it into a positive um and it's yeah, like only if you're not playing it on curve though like when, on curve when it's the most powerful it's it's a negative I don't know like is it yeah because on curve you've already used your small drops and then when you throw them in you get a bunch of small drops back oftentimes that's just odds that's just the probabilities like, what are you generally? What have you generally played by turn four? Right, you've played your one drop, your two drop, your three drop. Probably not really a removal. Definitely nothing above four mana. And what does Possibility Seeker get you? Well, it takes your 
removals, your utility cards, your five mana plus cards, shuffles them back into your deck and gives you random cards from your deck. So it's just generally worse uh, on turn four. All right. So um, that's one that you will draft a decent amount. You will see a decent amount as well. Um, I would say that card is one in which uh, it seems like people are not, if not auto drafting it, they draft it very high. And I, you know, I think for good reason. It's, it's that's a, a, it's, it's a good quite card. a good card. Yeah, so it's a B it should card. be. It Maybe should be even a B plus tier, but it's not A tier. And B plus is very good. That's yeah. like, it's like it's where we night, used to have night. It's like night captain. Yeah, yeah I don't think like it's B plus. I think it's just B, but that's just me. Like I can, I can see the argument for B plus, especially with the dragon tag, right? But yeah. I think it's just a B tier card. So, um, uh, that's uh, that's definitely one of the defining cards of Taverns of Time. Yep. Um, okay. Next up is Chromie. Four mana, five five. Battle cry, shuffle four. Historical epochs into your deck. Uh, so uh, I don't have much to comment on it. I have not seen this actually like happen. What are the epochs? Oh, sure. like okay, here we go. Oh no, Wait. I've seen this happen once. Okay, so the epochs are cards that automatically cast when drawn. One gives your minions plus two plus two, one deals two damage to all enemies, one adds two random spells to your hand, and one adds two random legendary minions to your hand. So all very good, and it's a four mana five five. So this is going to be a very good card. I just hadn't seen it that often. Yep. Like, is this offering rate normal? I must have lucked out to have not like seen my opponents like have this card if the offering rate is normal well chromie I mean, is a legendary Co says in chat okay that makes more sense yeah y yeah um, I, oh did you not see that i was like wait what do you mean well it doesn't normal? show it in the uh, wiki everything that, like there's no rarity tag to these cards in the wiki they all look like they're basic cards oh so i don't know where you're getting that it's a legendary from looking at the wiki but uh coast in chat no says, I, matt well, Lovin confirmed it, it it has the dragon wing on on top Oh, I see. You're did, looking at the not... shape of the card. Yeah. Okay. So there's no. I like, was really confused. Normally... I was like, wait, what do you mean you can't see it? Like, I had to go back. I'm like, are we looking at a different wiki? Okay. Okay. So you know the, the rarity orb that usually tells you what rarity it is. Yeah. That's what I'm looking at, and that doesn't exist. So this is like a basic card. Basic cards don't have uh, oh my don't have God. the rarity orbs. But legendary cards are shaped different than regular cards. They have the dragon wing, and this one does have the dragon wing, which I, I don't really look for generally. I didn't notice. Oh my god! Okay, so well, Chromie is a legendary, and yes. it acts like a legendary, and it is very good, and you should pick it. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, someone in chat is reminding that we had the same exact conversation when they introduced Tavern to the time. Wow. First of all, that is a devoted viewer <laughs> with a very good memory. Uh, but yes, I would also not be surprised if we had this exact exact same conversation of you discovering the wings on the card for the Well, it's just irrelevant time. for everything except this one exact scenario. So I didn't commit it to memory because it wasn't worth it. Uh-huh. And so, now they brought it back. And I'm like, okay, that would have saved me like... So memory. are you going to commit it to memory now? No, I'm not going to. Okay. If they do it, if they, all, if they create more arena cards, I'll start committing it to memory. Uh, uh, like arena-only cards that follow this pattern. Like, you gotta save space in your brain. Like, otherwise you fill your brain with all this junk. And, it seems uh, like you've been saving a lot of space. Maybe it's time to use some of it. No, 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 no. The time is coming. There will be useful things in my life, you know? Like, when I have a child 
and uh, and I want to remember things about my child. That'll that'll take up some of my brain space. Uh, the dragon wings on Hearthstone, low 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 priority. Uh, right. Okay, next up is a five mana card, Timeway Wanderer. Five mana, six three. Battle cry: Discover a spell, reduce its cost by five, and then put it on the top of your deck. Merps. This is a juicy one. It's a juicy one. It's one of those cards in which... The problem... (laughs) Part of the problem is, beyond the stats, beyond the fact that you... You don't... I mean, you lose a draw. um, Because you don't... It's not like you're you're drawing it immediately. You don't get the card immediately as well. I mean, okay, you don't lose a draw, right? You just don't gain a card. Yes. You're net neutral on number of cards. You're net neutral. And yeah, I guess you can hit some big ones, but I just have not been impressed by this at all. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, it, it's just really... Un- like, And sometimes if the choices are bad, it feels terrible, right? Because you have dropped a significantly undersized minion on that turn in which, like you said, tempo matters. So... You, you do that, and then you know your next card sucks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, you know your next card sucks. Um, that's death right there. That's like, that, that, that's just dying. Uh, dropping understated minion and, like, having nothing in your hand. And then if you already had something good in your hand, I, I guess that's great. But in, in those situations where you are relying on it somewhat, um, man, that really hurts. Yeah. The swing is big because you don't just need like a good card. Obviously, good card is the highest priority, but you also need it to like cost some mana. Like if you get a really good card and it's two mana, you're like, okay, that was okay, I guess, for Time Wave Wanderer. Like if it did this every single time, it may be rated like a C. <laughs> like it's just not very exciting. You have to get like a sizable card. It's gotta be like four mana spell that is also good, and you only get three choices. So oftentimes you're left with like just purely bad stuff, or there's one decent option, but it's a low mana spell. Um, so yeah, um, that's not to say it's not like a card that you can put in your deck. I think it uh, it, it is an okay enough card to put into your deck, but it is not a great card. Um, I know some people go crazy over this when they first look at it, but it, its downsides are very real, and its swing is huge. Yeah, it's the the real problem with it. It's not even like a lifesaver kind of a card. Like it could be, but you need to then have your opponent go and then mm-hmm. you draw it. It's not even like a conjurer in which you like get it right away, right? Um so even though you don't get that discount a lot of the times with a conjurer, it's like okay, well, at least they get it for this turn. Uh, with this card, it's like I need to I need to wait a turn, and then the, yeah, the that's discount. That's where tradable comes in. Yeah, no, I I mean it is like that. That's good that uh, sometimes you can get it straight away, and then it is cheap, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But man, like I, I, it just seems like this is uh, you're really gambling here, and for a lot of classes, it's pretty bad. Like it, mm-hmm. like. You know, you can think about, for example, the Arcane Overflow or the Rune for Mage. Those are really great. But even for Mage, um, if you bust, right, and you only get, like, I don't know, an, an Arcane Intellect or something, or, or you get, like, some crummy secret, that's probably game-losing right there, unless your hand is really good already. Mm-hmm. Yep. The 6-3 stat line is so bad these days. 
Um, okay, Wildlands Adventure is next. Five mana, five, five, Battlecry, add a random card from the Hall of Fame to your hand. If you guys remember how good Big Ol' Welp was, um, which is not all that great, actually, even in a dragon meta, uh, this guy's way worse than that. It's not a dragon. You do not draw a card. The Hall of Fame has worse cards than your deck, and you just get a random one. Um, so I see a lot of people actually drafting it as if it was like a decent card. It is not. This is like a pretty low value card. Um, like it's not bad. You're still getting a card, right? But the odds are pretty bad. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, next up, Stasis Dragon. Six mana, ten, ten. Starts dormant. This awakens with Rush after two turns. Uh, the, the, one of the original dormant cards. Um, this, this is still good. It was good back then. It's good now. It's not, uh, it's not brokenly good, but it's a six mana, ten, ten still. And you only have to wait two turns. The second turn that it, it pops up, like, uh, uh, you have Rush. So it's only like, kind of like skipping a turn. Really, um, you've had good experiences with it? I, I've, I've seen it. I'm like, man, this seems a little bit slow. Like, I mean, it is one turn slower, but it is very big. It is very big. And the stats kind of just overwhelm the disadvantage of it being... Like, normally you dormant for two turns, and uh, that's with Rush. That's the equivalent of adding two mana uh, to your, your card and what it's supposed to do, right? Like, think about... Uh, um, something like that. That two mana demon that, that's a 3-5 Rush. Well, here, you're uh, putting it into dormancy for two turns, and you're getting, what, like at least six stats back. If you think a six mana seven seven is the normal uh, right now, you're getting at least six stats for that uh, extra turn lost, which is huge. Like, that's bigger than what you should get. So yeah, some of the stats are kind of useless, um, but it, I think it, it compensates for it. These kinds of, like, dormant cards are all, like, pretty good with Rush. Um, and it's dormant, right? A lot of times, especially in a combo meta, you just want to like have things that trigger later. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Morazond, seven mana, six, six. This one's another legendary because I see its portrait has the weird dragon wings. Uh, and it is a dragon battle cry. From now on, your turns are 15 seconds and you draw two extra cards. I don't think this is in the arena. They, they, uh, I see, they away, removed but... it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That, that makes, that makes sense. Um, all right. Next one is Timebound Giant. Timebound Giant is 15 mana, 8-8. Eight, eight. Cost one less for each card you've drawn. So that's okay, but also not great because what? By turn eight, it's a seven mana card. Well, you're supposed to combo it with Possibility Seeker, you know? Mm, okay. So what you're supposed to do is like, let's say you have double Possibility Seeker, right? Do you draft mm. the, the giant? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, you know, depending okay. on what, what else it's up against. But yeah, mm -hmm. like, if you have, like, double Possibility Seeker, and it's still, uh, you know, and you're, like, 20 cards in, and the next card is, like, a giant, it's like, oh, well, I could still get, like, another Possibility Seeker, and that would be, you know, like, 
once again, it's a good card, right? You will yeah. probably just want to draft one anyways. You, you know, you're, you're happy with okay. that. So, yeah, this is a card in which, uh, nor like, you know, if you don't have any possibility seekers, um, probably not. Like, it's, it's quite yeah. slow. But like someone in chat says that what was good on Warlock, I could see that. Um, yeah, yeah, like, like it's just it's it's, 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 one of these it's things, okay, right? it's Warlock. Like, it's like okay, yeah, it's like a late game card that does nothing but provide stats for lower mana, and those just kind of don't cut it in arena. Like they're not bad. You're not like looking at this and you're like, oh no, it's an eight mana eight eight. No, it's gonna be better than an eight mana eight eight. But you're not gonna be able to like get the tempo out of it for a while um so all right that's time bound giant um like i don't think it's bad i think it's probably better than the average like cards you're offered but it's not better than the average card in your deck uh all right let's go to class cards class card number one flash forward two mana each player gains two mana crystals and draws two cards i haven't seen anyone use it it is bad Next up, uh, Harbinger of Catastrophe, 6 mana, 6, 7. At the start of your turn, summon the highest cost minion from each player's deck. Oh my god, I have not seen this in the game yet. This is crazy. I have not seen that either. Holy, okay, well that, that, is, that is super craziness. Um, yeah, I mean, depends on what you have in your deck, right? Um, very deck dependent. Uh, Alright. Next up is... I do not want to see that card. Uh, next up is Hunter. Two mana, Chrono Shot. Return the enemy minion to your opponent's hand. It costs two more. Uh, welcome to Super Sap. Yeah, incredibly good. Like, you could target it. It's just... I, I, it, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like, Sap would still be good in today's meta, and this is a, a Super Sap. So I don't, I don't know why... I don't know why. I don't know why uh, this is necessary, but it's fine, right? It's a limited time event. Create some busted cards. That's okay. It is not okay. This is terribly super OP, but whatever. Yeah, it's um, whatever. At least, at least it's like a one shot card, right? Like yeah. you, you, people have like you're looking at it, and you're like, oh no, it's super OP and whatever. Well, you know, hit a very hard exists, and yeah, it's like an A tier card or whatever, right? And uh, this is better than uh, hit it very hard um, but it just makes it one of those S tier cards uh, like caverns that you would want the offering rate reduced but it's not like like yeah I don't know I, I don't like S tier cards regardless but it's probably not breaking the game uh, okay 3 mana 5-5 five, five, infinite wolf uh, 3 mana 5-5 five, five, rush after this attack shuffle it into your deck and give future infinite wolves plus 2 plus 2 so it's three mana deal five damage on the board, which is already good. And that's kind of just what it is. There's a little bonus, um, but for the most part, it's a three mana deal five damage, but it's rush. Yep. Uh, Mage, Cavern Dreamers, we talked about this. It is a one mana, one four. At the end of your turn, add a random spell that costs two or less to your hand. You get this out on turn one, you win the game. Yeah, this is uh this is what's plaguing the meta, right? Like people are I I think without Cavern Dreamer, 
people would like this meta, I think. Um, and I think that people would look at this Taverns of Time and be like, hey, this is pretty cool. I like Possibility Seeker being in. Uh, even something like Chrono Shot, you're, I, I think you're typically more okay with OP removal rather than an OP one-drop. Like, OP one-drops are just... Those are like yikes, right? Um, mm -hmm. Especially Gnarg. Yeah, like Gnarg. Or <laughs> if you were boomer enough to remember the old days of turn one zombie chow and that oh like deciding God. the game, like terrorizing uh, people, right? Turn one zombie chow. Um, one drops having a disproportionate effect on winning feels terrible and right now there's just no one drop in the game that really challenges it it's like they if they drop cavern dreamer your best bet is to like drop a pelican but it's the cavern dreamer still gets value it's like that's sort of like the best case realistic scenario mm -hmm. in which you have a pelican but even then <laughs> it's like you have already lost something car. there yeah you've already yeah. lost something there that just, man, that feels bad. Yeah, this should be like three mana. Um, okay, next up, consider the past three mana. Add three random spells from the past to your hand. Um, like three mana for three cards. Ooh, that's pretty good, right? Um, spells from the past are not that great. So it's not actually a very good card. Um, but you are getting a lot of stuff. Like, I don't think it's an undraftable card, but it is... It's probably not as good as it seems. Yep. Uh, next up, you get the Paladin cards. First, zero mana, Blessing of Aeons. Give a minion at the end of your turn and gain plus one, plus one. Um, zero mana, plus one, plus one. Sign me up. If this thing keeps living, it keeps growing. I, I just, I, I like it. Um, is it OP? It's probably not that OP. But uh, it, it, especially in this meta, where you're like, oh, they get a little bit of tempo. You're going to kill it at some point anyway. Um, but it is certainly a good card. And uh, the other Paladin card is a 5-mana 6-6 six, six Dragon, Bronze Broodmother. When you draw this, summon a 1-1 one, one Wee Whelp. I mean, I don't know. Why is it a 5-mana 6-6 six, six already overset a minion that then has a bonus? Like, I don't quite understand... That's Why just a world we... be a 5-mana five 5-6? Five, I mean, we have Spawn of Deathwing. <laughs> Which, oh. I, I, I know the answer is like, well, we shouldn't have Spawn of Deathwing. That <clears throat> is true. That is true. I agree. We shouldn't have Spawn of Deathwing. Uh, but Spawn of Deathwing is here. And uh, so, you know, like, compared to that, you know, it's nothing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. Like we said, right? Like, the 4-mana four 4-6 four is not breaking the game. A 5-mana six 6-6 six is also not breaking the game. That extra 1-1 one, one wealth added in is also not breaking the game. But this is definitely, like, an A-tier card. Um, I just, I'm just annoyed by cards like these that so blatantly disrespect the, uh, the Yeti, like, stat line. Yeti um, is uh, a thing of the past. You got you gotta let it go. It's it's just not a thing anymore. Let's it's, face it's it. It's not a thing of the past. It's still here. It's well, it's no, it, it's ticking. here, but it is like a thing of the past. Like it's still here, unfortunately. But man, its time is. It, yeah, it uh, it is the hunted now. All right, it is definitely not the hunter. It is the hunted. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, next up is Priest, Priest, uh, Reminisce. 
Two mana, add two random cards your opponent played this game to your hand. Um, I mean, two mana, two cards, gated by game, seems pretty fair. I don't know what else to say about it. It's not particularly interesting or anything, but it's a good, uh, good card, good card addition um, spell for uh, for priest. Uh, one mana ripple in time. Discover a minion. If you play this turn, it has echo. It's like, I so first of all. I, I've actually seen a lot of Arena since uh, this event. Uh, you just really don't see much of uh, these cards, period. Like, uh, some of these cards, I'm just like, oh, wait, yeah, this is part of the event. I just, like, never see it. Um, Ripple in Time, it, the problem is um, a lot of times you will just want to discover something big. So mm -hmm. the extra effect, it's like, yeah, that's nice and everything, but... Small cards being played multiple times is a lot of times not as good as a big card played once or at maybe twice potentially, like if it's four mana. But yeah, like those eight mana, nine mana, ten mana bombs are really where it's at. Not kind of mm -hmm. like, oh, two mana, four times, ha ha ha. Uh, so the effect really isn't that useful. Like it, it, it's, you could get some extra value sometimes, but what you're hoping for is to actually not use the echo effect because you just discovered a game-winning big drop of which there's a decent mm -hmm. amount right now yep i totally agree next up is rogue first card zero mana deja vu discover a copy of the spell you played this game okay this unlike the the freaking priest one is actually really good because one it costs zero mana two you're going to be able to play pretty much any spell that you played before in this game including a coin and that is very very important because sometimes you want a second coin and it is very very important that you have a second coin and in that case you can use this as a second coin pretty much guaranteed on the other hand you can also just discover a spell that you really like that you played uh and you would just get it again it's it's a super powerful card all right um, okay, next? and then Thief of Futures, 3 mana, 4, 3, Battle Cry, add a copy of the top card of your opponent's deck to your hand. Um, you know, just on-curve card that gives you a free card. Nothing, no, no, no big deal. These are just, uh, these are just cards now. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't know why, why that card exists, but, like, it's fine. It's not breaking the game. Uh... Down to Shaman, Master of Realities, 6 mana, 5, 8. After you summon a minion, transform it into a random minion that costs 2 more. Master of Realities, it is a 6 mana, 5, 8, so a normally statted minion. And it has the ability to transfer transform everything you play into something 2 mana more, but random. So what do you think? I mean, it's good. You want to transform into something that's uh, two mana more. That's better than whatever you're putting out. But it's not, like, super broken. you got to combo it with the stuff that you summon that's, like, four mana, but it's actually a 1-1. One, one. It's just like... kind of funny. I, I look at this combo potential, which really isn't that much of a combo. It's like, okay, have a battle cry five drop mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. uh for example or have you know even a normal five drop that has already hit once that has value traded and is now like a five one 
and then you can do it. I mean, that's that's really really good. But what do you mean? To, no, no, this is after you summon a minion. Oh yeah, you know, no, it only comes on upon summoning, so it's only the battle cry situation, and it doesn't have to be a fire as drop. you guys can see. I, I have not seen this one either. Um, I, you I just really, I, yeah. you just really don't see taverns of time cards. No, um, you do see taverns of time. No, cards. I see possibility seeker a billion times, and then you know sometimes cavern dreamer. Uh, the funny I think thing you is, just don't see these classes. Like that's the that's problem. true. No, that's true. Yeah, and that's why you see possibility seeker so often compared to everything else yeah right? because the caverns of time cards are in the game but like some of these we're talking about like shaman if they're not very good right now i don't have the win rates in front of me let me go look at the win rate because some of the classes right now have really terrible win rates like yeah shaman has a 42.7 percent win rate who's playing shaman priest which are the cards that you said you never see has the under 42 percent win rate um, yeah, when we were going like, through priests, I was like, "Oh, these are cards." No, no, no it's yeah. true. You you don't see shamans. You don't really see priests. Um, everybody is jamming mages, though, right? Like, everybody <laughs> is jamming mages, and it's just like, "Oh my god!" Look, I I get it. Like I I understand. Cavern Dreamer is out. It is just the easiest win condition in the game right now. Um, supremely OP. It's also got the efficiency bonus, as in you drop it, and then by like turn three, you probably win. They might even just concede mm -hmm. by like turn two. Uh, Insta so concede. Insta concede. Why would you play that game? <laughs> it was a waste of time. Well, I saw this uh, picture. I think somebody posted it on um, on our Discord, in which it was like turn three, and they. Uh, I, I I think they put turn one cavern dreamer into turn two double cavern dreamer and it's just like <laughs> wait what yeah i think there's a picture oh there oh my god i mean you're going to generate a response right like with that much stuff and it's just it's stupid and, and you're gonna generate too much like your hand is gonna be full but it doesn't matter you do that because they're just gonna concede so yeah um mm. it, it it's, right. it's really stupid Yes. Let's look at cards that you're actually going to see. The next two classes, Warlock and Warrior, are number two. Warlock is way not that far from Mage in terms of win rate because you have to be offered the Cavern Dreamer, pick it, and then have it show up early in, in your uh, uh, in your hand for it to be like super bunkers broken. Um, so Warlock has a similar win rate, and Warrior is still above 50%. So Warlock has Grasp the Future. Four mana, draw two cards, they cost two less. So, kind of an awkward free two draws. Warlock draw cards are all bad, but this one, like, you have to get to the level of it basically being free draw two cards, just a little awkward that you could use eventually for it to be good. So this is a good Warlock card, but it is not a broken Warlock card by any stretch of the imagination, mostly because drawing cards in Warlock is just not as useful as in other classes, given the hero power. Um, and then next is Rift Warden, 7 mana, 7-7 seven, seven dragon, Battlecry, discard a random minion, Death Rattle, summon it. Uh, it's, it's good. It's yep. very good. It's a little slow. You do have to discard a card. I drafted it and played with it. I thought it was going to be, like, busted busted. It was busted busted, like, once. And the other times it was, like, just a good card. So, I think this card may not be, like, as busted as it appears on its face. Just because you're often going to have small cards in your hand, or you're going to have to purposefully delay playing it for a while, which eats into its value. 
And uh, so then it's just random what you get. And you do have to discard a card for this to happen. Um, Alright, Warrior. Uh, Draconic Herald. 6 mana, 6-6. Six, six. Battle Cry. It's a dragon. Battle Cry. Discover a minion. Give it plus 3, plus 3, and put it on the top of your deck. Alright. Yeah. Like, it's good. It's not amazing. But it's good. Pick it. Use it. Uh, and then Fate Cleaver. 4 mana, 4 2 weapon. After this kills a minion, destroy all copies of it wherever they are. Um, this is generally a, a decent weapon. The ability triggers more often than you think. Sometimes to your own disadvantage, where you can't kill something because you have it in your hand or even on the board. But uh, it also gets rid of a lot of the like you know pesky uh, copied minions. Um, so it does have like the use triggers more more than you would think. Yep. Okay. okay. Those That's are the taverns of time cards. Um, it's interesting. Like, look, I, uh, honestly, sitting here. Not half, maybe like 30% of these cards, I had to look. I'm like, I have never seen this. <laughs> I'm like, I have never seen this. Um, like, what is this thing? Uh, that's sort of what the event is. Like, yeah, you have these cards, but it really just feels like, okay, it's Possibility Seeker, uh, you know, obviously Cavern Dreamer. I see Timeway Wanderer a decent-ish amount. Mm -hmm. The Anomaly, I see a decent amount as well, right? I think they're uh, all, like, overdrafted, by the way. But between people who just, like, think it's fun and people who think they're actually legitimately super good. I think Anomaly, uh, people... Well, you, you know, you, you have to shore up your twos, and it's, it's, a, like, it's a good two, right? It's, like, a good two. So, um... I don't know. I mean, it's hard to tell, but I think people seem to be drafting these kind of appropriately. Like, the ones that I see being drafted... Okay, uh, Tomway Wanderer is one that I think I see a little bit too often, but I understand. People think it's fun, right? People think it's fun, but with how much I see Timeway Wanderer, I'm like, you're probably giving up a little bit of value here. But with the Temporal Anomaly, I th with how much I'm seeing it, I'm like, okay, I think it's being drafted at, like, a fair amount, because it... I think it's good, right? It's it's uh mm -hmm. it's like quite a quite a good card because um, you have your two drop and then uh, you also can get that extra value later on in the game if you draw it, right? Kind of like balances out the shittiness of drawing a two drop in the late game. Yup. Um, yeah, I, I think the Taverns of Time meta is less about Taverns of Time. What Taverns of Time does well is that it adds a few more cards into your deck. Uh, on average, so uh, the game is a little more drawn out than it would be otherwise, but the other factor, which we'll get into right now, is what's making the game actually significantly more tempo-focused than even it was before. So we just talked about Taverns of Time and the impact that it's making, but the big impact is not actually Taverns of Time. The meta right now is Taverns of Time mitigating the big impact of the latest round of Offering Odds Adjustment, which we'll talk about now. And they are gigantic, and they have changed the game. And if they did not release Taverns of Time at around this time, oh my god, the reaction would be even bigger. Like, the meta is less balanced now than it was before this, because, you know, they added a whole bunch of new cards, right? So they haven't had a chance to adjust the offering rates uh, yet. But, and they messed up 
caverns. <laughs> well, I assume they messed up uh, caverns, uh, which doesn't help things. But the big, big thing here is that they have reduced the offering rate of Colossals and Discover. And if you remember what the number one like low-level complaint that has been in Arena for like years is that Discover exists, there's no way to fix it, and it's making things crazy. And just because there was no realistic way to like fix it without spending a lot of resources, people just kind of gave up on it. But nobody forgot that Discover is a problem. That Discover is what's making a lot of the meta go crazy. So they have reduced Discover. I'll just give you some numbers. I'm looking at HS Replay right now for Venomous Scorpid. Your prime common neutral Discover card, right? It got launched and it's percentage seen in deck was 26.5%. So that's how much people would normally take it and get offered it, 26.5%. When they nerfed its offering rate, because, you know, they wanted to turn it into a rare, essentially, it became 13.5, we'll call it 14%. It became 13.5 or 14%, approximately reducing in half the offering rate. That's what happens when you make a common card into a rare card. And so they did that. Venomous Scorpid was the only common card that they nerfed the offering rate of um, without nerfing it to be an epic, by the way, during that round of nerfs. It was kind of weird. Um, <clears throat> but that was already, like, it already controlled the amount of Venomous Scorpids in the meta. With this round of nerfs, it is now sitting at, like, 2%. So it went down from 13.5% to 2%. That is not an epic card. That is not a legendary card. That is like a ultra, that is like raid boss Onyxia levels. In fact, I'm gonna look at raid boss Onyxia. Raid boss Onyxia's old offering rate was about 1.5%. So they have basically turned Scorpid into the nerfed offering rate of raid boss Onyxia. They gave it the sap treatment. It's like a, yeah. a, a common card that they basically made disappear effectively from from the meta right because two percent like that's like disappearing levels like mm -hmm. if they play it you're just like wait what like you have this yep. um yeah so it's pretty crazy like we talked about it last week they are not afraid to just really not ignore but look past the the rigid structure of the rarities and just ask what would we think you know like would improve the meta right like you know common rare epics be damned um if we just think a card is problematic yeah we can basically phase it out and just be, have it just being like uh the the rare bomb that it is yeah and that is amazing i don't even think they need to go that far they went far with it like this would have been fine at uh, at legendary level. Like I wouldn't even have wanted it to be seen lower than legendary levels, uh, which is around five percent. Yeah, I uh, thought that they would give it like a five percent treatment, right? Yeah. This is this is a uh, we just don't want you to be able to see it. And if you see it, it might be frustrating. But don't worry, you won't see it for like qu like quite <laughs> yeah, a few another runs. few runs. Yeah, quite a few <laughs> runs. Uh, yeah. you, you just won't see it. So yeah. Um, I don't know exactly how I feel about this right now, but I will say, like, do I prefer this or do I prefer 
the old Scorp bid, you know, just kind of mm. like being very present and impactful in the meta. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll take this. Like, I'll I take... wouldn't mind if Scorp doesn't exist, right? Like, so this is closer to that. Yeah, so he- here's the thing. Let me know what you think. I kind of actually would prefer if it didn't exist than if it existed at 2%. I don't know how you feel about that. Oh, um, no, I'd rather it exist at 2% than you, not at all. You'd rather it have 2%? Yeah. I'd rather it just didn't exist than it be at 2%. Um, because th- then it's sort of like... I, th- th- this is just a personal thing for me, right? This is just mm-hmm. a personal thing. I'm not saying that, uh, like, oh, this is, like, obvious and the way it should be. But uh, I'm curious to, as to know how, what you guys think as well. Like, I felt the same way when, for example, Sap was super rare. So Sap was a little bit worse because it was an immediate answer in which the meta was very different. There, were, there weren't answers that were that good. So when I was facing rogues, and then I was like, okay, well, I can't play around a Sap statistically, but that means I'm just going to get ultra screwed during a small percentage of these times but I can never play around it. Even if you were like at 10, 11 wins and you're facing a rogue, you can never assume they have a sap, right? Um, mm-hmm. Venomous Scorpion is not exactly like that because it's not like the immediate guaranteed tempo swing of a sap. Um, they can probably get something good. They, they probably will get something good. But um, yeah, like I, to me, this 2% thing is worse than 0%. It's, not as bad as you know what what it was before, but yeah, I would rather just have it disappear mm-hmm. than have it. I can, I can understand that. Yeah, yeah, like right. I can understand that 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 point of view. Um, uh, I I just I think they went too far. Like you can look at what they did with school teacher, right? Like school teacher used to be seen ten percent, and then it became seen five percent because they nerfed its offering rates because they were like school teacher is too good to be an epic, right? It's effectively going to be a legendary. Like fine. That was fine. And then they didn't nerf it again in this round. School teacher's still seen at about 5%. But Scorpit went from essentially a rare card to a super legendary card, like old RBO. I'm going to say old RBO now because RBO got nerfed again because it's effectively a colossal card. They nerfed all the colossal cards. But we'll get to the colossal part in a, in a, in a sec. Um, for now, just looking at school teacher. I don't think, like, nobody thought there was any problem with School Teacher. I mean, okay, School Teacher also actually got nerfed. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think we have to differentiate when you say nerf, because there's yeah, yeah, the, offering the offering nerf odd, and uh, also nerf, the stat yeah. nerf. School Teacher yeah, actually yeah. got uh, stat nerf, too. Um, but it's just like, if you have a card like Scorpid, I think it's probably fine as an epic card. It's definitely fine as, an, as a legendary card. Like, why nerf it beyond a legendary? Like, no one's running around saying Scorpion is as bad as RBO. Like, that's just not... Like, it's not ruining games in the same way. So I think they did Scorpion and all the discovers dirty. And honestly, I, I hope that they bring it back a little bit. Like, this is me taking a card that I would be happy to see out of the arena and just saying this kind of doesn't make sense that it's nerfed... The offering rate was nerfed this hard. Like, this can be a legendary card. No problem, definitely. Like, at my most conservative, I would have wanted this to be nerfed to be a legendary card. At my most conservative. Not a super legendary card. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, I didn't go and look at every single card, but I assume that the other Discover cards are also nerfed. I'm going to look at Pandaren Importer now. Yeah, it was 25%. Now it's like 7%. This one at least didn't become a super legendary. Like, 7%, I think, is what Scorpion should be at. 
<laughs> so they got Pandaren there, and uh, and that's good. Um, I think that's a great change because Pandaren may not have been the highest win rate card, but it was that similar kind of problematic, right? Where someone plays a Pandaren, they effectively get the broken cards, and then bad things happen. So if you can't fix Discover in the game by making the mechanics differently, lowering offering odds is a bandage, and uh, it's a good. I just think they really crushed Scorpid. Um, they did. They crushed it, and. Uh... It depends how you feel about it, right? Like, is this a net positive for me? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, yes. Scorpid sucks. <laughs> like, there is no world in which I, like, Scorpid decreasing in uh, appearance rate. I'm just like, ah, oh, gosh darn heck. Because, you know, that's what I say. Uh, that, you know, I, I really wish I would see more, more of this obnoxious, overstated uh, discoverer in a meta in which uh, spells get more and more ridiculously powerful. Um, yeah, that's just not going to happen. Uh, th that's the thing with Scorpid, right? It started off strong, and it's only become stronger because <laughs> yes. of how much better spells are um, yep. as as uh, an effect. And Scorpid wasn't printed, like, you know, a billion years ago. It was pretty recent. And even, you know, between the time that we first saw Scorpid and now, the, the mm -hmm. jump in spell power is pretty drastic. And part of it also has to do with the rotations, right? They're tightening up the rotations a lot more. Yeah, uh, so, so it's a lot more new sets. Yeah, you don't have like, oh, Witchwood is in. And I'm sorry, but Witchwood is always going to be the example of like kind of crappy old set or like boring old set um, with like just, just pretty tame like everything. Um, but yeah, you're just like, oh man, which wood is in, uh, you know, like we're, we're really kind of messing with the minion pool and the, and the spell pool. Uh, no, everything's like really, really ridiculously powerful. And, uh, like basically two out of the three choices at the, at the very least, uh, you're, you're going to be picking from like a new slash good, uh, spell. So you're gonna get something real good mm -hmm. yep um so yeah uh this is all the discovery offering odds reduction is across the board and it hit like a freaking truck so you may be like this meta feels pretty good right now honestly like there's still huge swings because they haven't actually gotten rid of the top cards and the top cards have gotten to that huge swingy level but the toning down of discover makes such a huge difference and you're going to feel it even more if they don't undo some of this uh, whenever, like, the next expansion comes out and they presumably remove Taverns of Time because Taverns of Time is, like, this ridiculous, somewhat discover-heavy, somewhat, like, random card-generating-heavy kind of mini-set and it has a really high offering rate in Arena. Um, not, like, like for its card, right? Like, it's it, there's only so few cards, but each card's offering rate is, is higher than a normal card um, because it's an event. So, whenever all that goes away, Arena's going to feel a lot more stable. Uh, so, we're still in the... By the way, the meta we're in hasn't changed in that we're still in a tempo possible meta that also favors combos. I, I like that phrase. Tempo possible. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. Because uh, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's tempo possible, right? It's not... Because we've had metas in which it tempo is it's not possible like it feels mm -hmm. impossible and you're it's negative ev if you are yep. playing tempo uh this isn't negative ev you still will get punished not punished but like you're just gonna get like um 
beat sometimes if you play tempo and and that's fine you, you just have to yeah. accept that like you just ha- need a different mentality these days like, it's like what you said it's like just don't feel bad yeah <laughs> just don't feel bad yeah yeah just don't feel bad like that's like you might be laughing at home but yeah that you kind of have to do that because there is going to be some ridiculous stuff right yeah um if, and I think you're in more control now because the amount of times you see the ridiculous stuff has been significantly lowered compared to what it was before these nerves no, these It is true. Yeah, because if you consider and you should consider stuff like Scorpid, Colossals, you know, all mm-hmm. that stuff, uh, if that stuff what made you angry, raise your blood pressure and you're just like, ah, they dropped this and my incremental advantages that I gained from like turn three to turn seven didn't matter because on turn eight they dropped like, I don't know, Gigafin or, or something uh yeah you should be happier now maybe (laughs) i mean if you just play a a few runs i think you really do feel it this is like not one of those things where it's like oh it's subtle but like 20 percent of things would be better or like whatever over the course of a long run i think you feel quite like in in a handful of runs you will start saying like oh well i'm getting more wins than i used to like crazy stuff is still happening those i could count my losses and the other crazy stuff that I may have beat with my own crazy stuff and I could have crazy stuff in my deck but I, I, I'm more in control of more of my games than than before which is because they've they've toned down on a lot of the more like RNG ridiculous swing elements of the game with these changes so this is a major change this is like just a series of changes, right? First they move a little, then they move a lot. Now they move ridiculously large amounts in one specific area to target it down. And this is all good for a good player. Um, all super good. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk now about Colossals going down. So in case you were wondering about the Colossal part because you absolutely hate Colossal, first, you should be happy that you can't generate Colossals anymore as easily because Discoverers have all been nerfed down, including Discover Minions, Discover Whatever. Like, all those cards are, are, are just dropped, so you're going to have a lot less Discovered Colossals. Two, all the actual Colossal rates are down. Raid Boss Anixia, which is not a Colossal, but was the original Colossal Minion, so to speak, it was at 1.5% as an Ultra Legendary. It's now 0.2%. It does not exist in the game anymore. Um, Yasera, by the way, not a Colossal, but hey, let's nerf it anyway, uh, was at 3.5%, is now 0.5%. Um, I don't know, just going down the list. Like, stuff got nerfed. Goliath was 2.5%. It already got nerfed. It's now 0.4%. Like, just everything got hammered. Neptalon was at 5%. It's now at 0.8%. Like, just going down the list. Just just all those rates. Remember the Ivis got nerfed last time? And we were very happy about that. It went from two point, it went from about 3% to 1%. And now it's at 0.2%. Just like Raid Boss and Nexia. Like, they got hammered, okay? All the Colossals, all the, you know, whatever. What's, what's, a, what's one of the, which class is one of the weirdest classes? Paladin. Let's go look at Paladin and, um, I don't know. It's one of the ones I uh, generally like. Oh, and before I get off, Ambassador Phelan also got ha- uh, hammered in its offering rate. In the case you're Good. like, oh, is that a Colossal? Like, yeah, they treated it like a Colossal. It's seen more often than the other Colossals still. I don't think they hammered it as hard, but it, it definitely got hammered too. Um... Where is this Paladin? Does this card not actually have a high win rate? What the hell? What are people doing with it? Or maybe it hasn't been seen often enough for it to really 
Yeah, it's probably a low... Oh no, I have neutral cards only, that's why. I'm like, why is this Paladin Colossal not showing up? There we go! Leviathan at 5% more win rate than the next highest card in Paladin. That's That feels more right. Okay, so Leviathan was at 1.5% originally, and then after the previous round of nerfs, it was at around 0.8%, so it already got nerfed, and now it's at 0.05%. And, and again, this is of all decks, right? So it also reflects people play Paladin less, probably. It also, you know, is just... There's a lot of factors into it. But you get the idea. These cards got hit super, super, super hard. We're not talking about a 50% reduction in offering rate. We're not talking about a 75% reduction in offering rate. We're talking about a 90-95% reduction in offering rate here. That's hilarious, by the way. Because, like, a 5% increase at the top. No, it really is just LeBron James playing at a YMCA kind of yeah. a thing. Yeah, it, it's, it's just ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's a, they, they saw the problem, and they said, well, we're going to keep these cards in, we're going to make them not just super legendary offering rates, but ultra legendary offering rates, and uh, we're going to tone down the discovers. So they did all that. Um, I got a fail-in in my last draft. Uh, they, they, they still exist. <laughs> They're not gone, but you're going to see a lot less of it. So, the question becomes now, though, what the effect of this is. Like, will it be impossible to get 12 wins without one of these super rare cards? I don't think so. I think there's going to be just enough of a... Like, they nerfed these cards so hard. There's going to be enough of these... Of a population of decks that you will be able to get 12 wins without these ridiculousness. Um, and you will get these ridiculousness a lot less. And it'll just all feel better. Like, this is great, amazing change. And I'm not even, like I said, I'm not even against them undoing some of this, really. That's how far they've pushed. They've pushed so far that, like, the super high-skill people who, like, hate fun, like, are, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I guess you could have a little more fun than this. Like, this is this is very hard on the, on the less fun or, uh, level. Um, so, so they really went after it. Uh, I, I love it. Um, but we'll, we'll see if they keep things at this rate when, when the next expansion comes. All right. Um, yeah, there a lot to talk about this week. And we still haven't even talked about, for example, the, uh, preview of, uh, the next expansion. They, they, uh, previewed a lot of, uh, stuff that's coming to BGs as well. Look guys if you're if here's the thing if you think you're gonna come here for like up-to-date bg analysis it's definitely not coming from me and it never would have come from this guy so no no i think we're i think we're like dropping bgs for now like until you start like playing bgs again we're not, i just we're not, don't just yeah not qualified to like talk more about bgs definitely like not besides from like a, a a kind of development perspective right mm-hmm so look uh BGs, if you if you're like, oh man, there's a huge shakeup. Yeah, look, there's there's a lot of changes. There's there's a lot of stuff. I am not prepared to talk to you guys about this stuff. Okay, uh, you can go to other channels like BGs Legend Dreads Gaming, right, um, and ask him how he maintains his elite uh, 4K MMR throughout the entire ladder, like how he doesn't drop to 3K. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, that man is just solid throughout. But 
if you're here for that, we're not going to talk about that much because I just don't feel confident enough telling you guys about that. Now, uh, with the expansion, I will say, <laughs> uh, I have some thoughts about it, but we are still very early on. And I know some people out there are like, you got to talk about it as soon as possible. We've never really done that, right? Um, plus, I think next week, once we have some time to digest, maybe we'll know a little bit more can talk about it. I will say I'm a little bit worried about some of the cards that have come out. Um, but I, I like you, you didn't want to talk about this week, right? I don't know. I don't want to talk about BGs at all. I, I think well, no, BGs no, 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 not, not, no, not exactly BGs, even the expansion. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We okay. can talk about the expansion next week. There's too much to happen. In, there's in too right much now. to happen. And like, we, there's right. a whole new meta that's going to last for a whole month in the arena. Like, this is what's important right now. The expansion we can deal with later. Yeah, so look, if you came this week and it's like, I want to know your thoughts on all, like, the handful of cards that were revealed so far. No, uh, I don't have any thoughts right now. Um, I think it's interesting. I, I kind of like the horror theme to it mm -hmm. i guess mm -hmm. um although it's horror with it's hearthstone horror. It's so it's like cheesy mystery. yeah it's cheesy right it's like super yeah. cheesy everything's super yeah. cheesy that's what you get with hearthstone like you you have murloc holmes it's like herp derp um but yeah so we're talking about this this week i think it's pretty exciting i think it's mm -hmm. like really exciting times mostly just because um remember the discovers were nerfed, as in, like, for example, Scorpid, uh, you know, all, all that stuff was nerfed. This isn't the end, like, this probably isn't the end of what we're going to see tinkered with discovers. Because if you remember on Twitter, you know, they're looking at discover. And it seems like they're saying, they're looking at how to solve this discover problem. Because it's only going to get worse, right? I don't think discover the mechanic is ever going to be like, oh, we're just not going to print discover anymore it's a fun mechanic like it's probably the most fun mechanic that hearthstone has ever printed um and they i think they feel like okay like the vast majority of players really like this and i think that's like very much true so we're going to see more discovers the problem is cars are only going to get better um discovers are just going to get more you know get better but discover is just inherently a little bit too op in arena right in which it's defined mm -hmm. by lack of choice by making the best out of a situation opening things up and discovering from a limited pool uh mm. is really freaking good like a little bit too good uh so it feels like what they're doing with for example the scorpion change and with these discover changes like look you you know we hear you loud and clear you're you're tired of these discovers yeah. ruining uh it this is sort of uh, our solution for now and we're going to work on it, whether it's adjusting mm. discover rates, which obviously would take a lot more effort, uh, whether it's, I have no idea. Like, I have no idea what the solution is, but I like uh, where this is going because it's, um, you know, even though I would prefer for Scorpion to just disappear rather than this weird, like, 2% thing, um, this is good. This is an improvement, yeah. and I look forward to seeing what they, uh, what they eventually do with discover because... It is a problem. It's going to keep being a problem. And I think they know they can't just be like, okay, 2%. Like, 2% on all discovers from now until the end of time. Because uh, that's just not fun for people. And it's just not a good solution. And then people are going to get frustrated at this, like, 2% thing. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, that's it's just the the development team on Arena, this new modes team headed by Matt Lebman, has just been knocking out of the park one change at a time. Um, so now they're they're fully ramped up, and this next expansion that launches is going to be their first. I think like less experimental expansion, or maybe they'll experiment in other ways, but they at least got the core down, right? Throughout this expansion that we were talking about in Sunken City, they've like started doing things, they've started figuring things out. But this next one, I'm just expecting really quick and good decisive action and to have a good meta. Like to have a, not just like a, oh, this meta's okay, I can still play Arena, but like an actual good meta. Because this current meta is like almost an actual really good meta right now. Uh, we're like getting like dangerously close to it. So that's kind of crazy. I mean, if you're an arena player, you, you'll know that whether you're talking about the early days with rose-colored glasses or the most recent or like, you know, the stuff from two or three years ago or whatever, we rarely have good metas. Arena is always somewhere between a eh meta and a bad meta. It's just unfortunate because when something like a specific card, you know, like Cavern Dreamer is, quote, ruining the meta. People catch on to that. And look, I, I understand. Does Cavern Dreamer on one, like, does it frustrate people? It absolutely does and it absolutely should. And it's one of the worst offenders we have ever seen in terms of ruining a game because it does come out turn one. Mm -hmm. Like, you are so helpless, right, at that stage. Um, you really can't do anything. You can't set up. There's like no setups at all so yes it is actually one of the worst offenders in terms of ending a game and how you should justifiably feel um towards it but the meta is actually okay otherwise mm -hmm. uh you know in large part due to these other changes it just kind of sucks because Cavern Dreamer is that bad, as in like the card yeah. is that good, but they, yeah, the situation gonna, is that bad. They're gonna update it, like they they can hot fix it or like whatever reduces offering to zero or something. It's happening. It's happening next week. I'm gonna call right now. It's gonna happen next week. They just it's just such a problem, um, and it's so obvious. And like I'm sure they're there being like, all right, <laughs> how do we screw this up? who messed up the number and made it a, two, a one instead of a two that being said when cavern dreamers is, becomes a two or becomes like a one three or a one two or however they change it i'm sure it's still gonna be really insanely good um so i don't think they're gonna you're gonna totally be rid of cavern dreamer whenever they do their like update um but it'll at least not be like as dominantly bad okay all right well, that's it for us today. Uh, thank you guys for all of your support at the Patreon. That's uh, patreon.com slash Goat. Thank you guys so much. Um, I want to... Uh, I guess I'll announce right now. We'll talk more about it next week. But uh, I am taking a almost three-week vacation at the uh, end of the month. So there will be no Light Forge and no Coop for two weeks... And then the coop that's supposed to happen after that is going to be the day um, that we do our, our card reviews, which is the 31st. And that will be the quote-unquote next Light Forge. So this season is ending a bit early, and the next Light Forge and coop coming next week will be our last in this season. Um, I don't think we ever 
like leave for two months at a time but we're just we have this like large i'm uh, sorry not two months two weeks at a time um but we have this uh we have a, a big nice vacation plan me and brand new uh heading over to uh, the country of mongolia uh because japan won't let us in we wanted to go to japan and they were, you were like, so no, optimistic I was. It got close. Okay, I feel like they let people in and they have these tours and whatever. But it's just so many hoops to jump through that I'm like, all right, screw you, Japan. We'll we'll, we'll maybe visit you later. Um, and so we're going to the country of Mongolia, which will be nice because it'll be relatively cool in the middle of summer. Um, and because I I haven't been back to Mongolia uh, in five years, which is I I have never not been in Mongolia for a period of three years at a time in my entire life since I was a baby. And so this is not the inner Mongolia, uh, which is, you know, where my family's from. Uh, but China's not letting anyone in, like even more so than Japan not letting anyone in. So I am not going to be able to go there. But still, uh, it'll be a nice time to visit Outer Mongolia. Like the first true time I visited Outer Mongolia. I technically visited once, but not, not the same thing. Um, so that'll be nice. And then we're going to South Korea afterwards. Uh, that's why it's, a, it's such a long trip. Um, so that'll all be really cool and I'll hopefully have stories to share with you and I will be during this trip working on Hearthstone card evaluations and being excited about the next expansion that's going to launch. Uh, I will not have internet probably in the middle of the grasslands, but I will get it back when we go to, when we're back in the city really in Ulaanbaatar. Uh, the crazy also thing when we're is, in South Korea. he's, he's giving up Diablo Immortal for a while for this. Wow. Oh my God. I'm so sad about that. I'm so sad that, like, one, I actually literally won't be able to even do logins when I'm on the plane, and it's a 20-hour trip, uh, and when I'm out in the grasslands, probably. And two, that even when I do have internet, I'm, like, still not going to play much Diablo Immortal when I'm on this trip. So I'm going to be so far behind. You know what? I'll experience firsthand what it's like to catch up. Because the whole point of Diablo Immortal is you should be able to catch up if you quit for a while. That's, like, the whole entire point, right? With the server levels and everything. And we have friends who's, like, catching up quite well to us by, like, switching servers. Um, so I'll, I'll experience it firsthand. Uh, okay. Okay. That's it. Uh, that's it for us. Uh, remember, there's still one more Light Forge and Coop next week. I'm just announcing this early. Uh, and uh, until next week, um, this is Zabukta. This is Merps. See you guys. Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.